0: for the blessedness of communing together in his presence. Father, we bless you. We thank you. We are grateful. There were two or three are gathered in your name. You are in their midst. And surely you are in our midst. Even as we are gathered here this morning, We thank you for the Word and for the Spirit of God that illuminates the Word of God. We thank you for insight and revelation and even as we discuss on the subject of the Lord Jesus Christ of Nazareth, we thank you that flesh and blood will not reveal these truths unto us but the Father in us and the Father in heaven or transmit life-transforming revelations about the person of Jesus, that as we behold Him, we may be transformed from one image of glory to another. We give you thanks, we give you praise for the anointing of the Holy Spirit that is ready to meet every need, every need that is here this morning and yes even as peter spake these words the scripture says the holy ghost fell. and we ask that you fall precious holy spirit as you will upon each and every single individual's lives touch them minister to them and reveal yourself in a mighty way to them we ask that manifestations upon manifestations of God's presence be ministered to his people, that we may know you more, better than we knew you yesterday. Thank you for the privilege of congregating and the blessing of God that is commanded even in our midst, for the brethren dwell together in unity. We thank you, Father, for all you will do even this, morning for your reveal hallelujah blessed be the name of the lord hallelujah blessed be the name of the lord from the rising of the sun to the setting down of the same your name is great and we bless you and we honor you in jesus name we pray Amen. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. You know, the scriptures tells us, in fact, the Lord says to us, it says, where two or three are gathered in my name, I am in their midst. And that is profound because he assures us of his presence. Every time we congregate together in His name That means that the name of Jesus Is the name that binds us together Unifies us together In the spirit realm And that we can be confident That even as we are gathered He is present in our midst. You know, one great preacher said, and the greatest of all is God with us. And I think there is a need to qualify that reality in in our lives. Because, you know, like what we taught last week when the scriptures tells us that that he has pre-apportioned the dwellings of man for the purpose that they might seek him and that they might grope after him, that might feel after him. And I think there is a need more and more in our day, in our generation to qualify the reality of Jesus Christ in, in our lives. Because even as he has revealed to us, the state of the last days There's a need for us to consciously pursue the vitality of what he told us in the scriptures. Because some of the things that will happen in our days are things that the scripture tells us that many Hearts will fail because of fear. And I believe with all my heart, with all my heart, that if we have Jesus, it does not matter what will happen in this world. And if we have the certainty, the assurance, that we have him, we possess him, it absolutely does not matter what happens in this world. It doesn't matter how dark this world is. Or wicked it becomes. We will be saved. That is my firm conviction. That the only safe place. For us. As. As. A body as believers is in the bosom of Jesus Christ and the revelation of who he is, is essential to keep us holding on to him. Because if Jesus is more real to us than the elements in this world, then surely nothing in this world would have power over us. Nothing in this world would subvert us Under any form of fear, oppression, because we have Jesus. And there is absolutely nothing better than that we have Jesus, the monarch of the universe. And that is why I I made a vow to the Lord to commit the year 2023 to the proclamation of his person because the more I study God's word, the more I realize that having Jesus and giving people Jesus is enough. You know, if you knew nothing about the Bible, nothing about the teachings in the Bible, and all you got to know, got to learn about, was Jesus, that would be the only thing necessary. Because everything, every single thing, revolves around him. And I think our generation has lost that essence we have forgotten the one who holds it all together last week we began to discuss the divinity of jesus And the mysteries behind it And I would like to continue with that thought uh, This morning And see where that leads us Can you all turn to the book of Matthew Chapter 1 The Gospel of Saint Matthew Chapter 1 Hallelujah Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Let's read from verse 1. And let's look at some interesting things here. Verse 1, the book of the genealogy of Jesus Christ. The book of the genesis of Jesus Christ. He is referring to the ancestry of Jesus Christ. the the genesis of Jesus Christ. And I believe he's trying to attempt to reveal to us the genes, the genes of Jesus Christ. And then he says, he says, the book of the Genesis of Jesus Christ, the nature of Jesus Christ, right? He's, he's, he's attempting by the Spirit to unveil the genes or nature of Jesus Christ. And then he, he says, the son of David, the son of Abraham. Now 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 I first want to disqualify that. Now Pastor, how, how can you, how, how can you disqualify? How can you disqualify the Bible? <laughs> uh, I want to disqualify that. Right? Let's read, say, Matthew. Say, Matthew. <laughs> Chapter, um, I think 22, Matthew 22. Matthew 22. Last week, we read that second part, right? The Bible says, the son of David, the son of Abraham. So Jesus, Matthew says he's the son of David is the son of Abraham. But Jesus said in John that Abraham rejoiced to see his day. And they said to him, you are not yet 50 years old and you say you have, Abraham was before you. You, I mean, you were before Abraham. And he said, Verily I say to you, before Abraham was, I am. So it was impossible for Abraham to be Jesus' father. Based on what Jesus said, that Abraham could not be Jesus' father. Yet Matthew says, The son of David, the son of Abraham. Now let's read chapter twenty two. Verse forty one. While the Pharisees were gathered together, Jesus asked them. Remember, we are looking at the genesis of Jesus, right? We are trying to discover his nature within the periphery of that human genealogy that is given us. And we want to prove that Jesus Christ was the exception, was the anomaly in that generational line that the Bible tells us that Jesus hails from. And we have to see something here about what Jesus is about himself. And he's asking them, they're asking them, saying, what do you think, Jesus is asking them, what do you think about the Christ? Whose son is he? (laughs) Whose son is the Christ? Matthew just told us that he is the son of David, the son of Abraham, Jesus is asking that very same question to the Pharisees. He says, Whose son do you think the Christ is? So they said to him, The son of David. They said to him, The son of David. He said to them, How then does David in the spirit. I want you to see that, Jesus is is telling them about a communication that took place in the spirit. He says, how then does David in the spirit call him Lord, saying, the Lord said to my Lord. So David was in the spirit. So when, the, when David said, The Lord said to my Lord, sit in my right hand. That's Psalm 110. David was in the spirit. So Jesus knows something about the spirit realm that human beings do not know. That is to say, Some of the things that took place in the scriptures with men that are recorded are things that have taken place in the spirit. Right? We hear it here in the world of men, but David said this in the spirit. How then, verse 45, how then if David then calls him Lord, how is he his son? Now, that is a question that we must ask Matthew, if David calls Jesus Lord, how then is Jesus David's son? Hmm. And no one was able to answer him a word. Because that means that Jesus. acknowledged or refuted the fact that he was David's son. Jesus was saying to them, I am David's Lord. The Christ is David's Lord. So whose son is Jesus? Because he he acknowledges that the, the son I mean, the Christ is somebody's son. And they attribute Jesus' sonship to David. They attribute Jesus' sonship to Abraham. But Jesus scraped all that. And he said, before Abraham was, I am. How can David call his Lord, his son? The book of the genealogy of Jesus Christ, the son of David, the son of Abraham. Hmm, no. No, because the ancestral or the, 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 the ancestral, the ancestry that Matthew gives is the ancestry of Joseph. Is not the ancestry of Jesus. It is the ancestry of Joseph. If you read, read verse, verse 15. And Eliud begot Eliza, Eliza begot Mathan, and Mathan begot Jacob, and Jacob begot Joseph, the husband of Mary, of whom was born Jesus, who is called Christ. So the true ancestry of Jesus does not hail from David or from Abraham because Jesus was not born from Joseph. So he could not share the same bloodline as Abraham because he was not born of Joseph Jesus was not the child of Joseph therefore the seed or the genealogy of his origin could not have been from the bloodline from which Joseph comes from. So hence Jesus could say, I am David's Lord and I am and I am the I am of Abraham. So then where does Jesus come from? What is? The true nature, the true genealogy of Jesus Christ. Let's read verse eighteen. Now the birth of Jesus Christ was as follows: hmm. After his mother was betrothed to Joseph, before, before they came together. She was found. (laughs) Before, while they were still betrothed, they had not yet married. They were engaged to be married. While they were still yet betrothed, before they came together, in other words, before they had uh, intimacy, Mary was found. She was found with the child from the Holy Ghost. (laughs) She was found, remember the ancient prophetic word that I will put enmity between your seed and the seed of the woman. Now, we know biologically that woman does not have seed. Right? Women do not give seed. Seed is from the Greek word uh, spermatogoa which means sperm. And we know that that does not come with a woman. That comes with with a man. So Hosca So The woman was incapable of producing seed of her own Yet the scripture tells us that that is exactly what was going to happen And here Joseph I mean Matthew begins to outline to us the true genealogy of Jesus, that it was not Joseph, but it was the Holy Spirit. Now, those are two questions that we need to answer before we can move forward. The first is, is a spirit capable of producing a human being? Because the Bible is, is, is inferring The fact that the Holy Spirit has seed. Generative seed. To produce, to produce as the seed of a man does. So spirits, spirits can give birth. Spirits are capable of producing biological life. Which tells us that not everybody on earth is really a child or comes from men. That there are people, humans, that are offsprings of spirits. And that's why God said to the serpent that your seed, so that the serpent was was capable, have been given the rights of being capable to produce seed. Biological offspring. Hey, biological offspring to walk the earth. And he tells us that there will be a combat between Satan's biological offspring and the woman's biological offspring. And in in that statement is the mystery behind Jesus. That Jesus is the biological offspring, the first biological offspring of the Holy Spirit. If we ever wanted to know how the spirit's offspring would look like, we would look at Jesus because he is the very first biological offspring of the Holy Ghost. Meaning, when God was judging the angels, when God was judging the angels who left their estate, it was on the premise that they did, they did what was not permitted. Now, angels could not sleep with women if they had not the ability to to progenate. The fact that they could sleep with them knew that they knew that they had the capabilities of producing biological offspring. And that is an ability because there are creations of the Holy Spirit. That is an ability that is inherent in the spirits. Now, here we are being told that Mary was found with child of the Holy Ghost. Abraham was not child of Holy Ghost. David was not child of Holy Ghost. So the nature of Jesus is spirit. Remember in John chapter 3, Jesus said, Whatever is born of flesh is flesh. Whatever is born of spirit is spirit. So Jesus was a spirit of the spirit. In case in human flesh. And here's here's the mystery behind this, right? The mystery behind this is that Jesus always told us who he was. He said, you are from beneath. I am from above. So, Jesus was the first in human terms, the first alien. to to confess his origins. He says, I am from above, which implies that the earth is not the only habitable geolocation in the universe. Jesus told us, because the fact that he comes from above and he is in this human flesh, would imply that there are other species that exist within the body of the universe outside planet earth. Because Jesus is not from planet earth. He came to planet earth but he is not from from planet earth. And if And if the spirit produce or the spirit reveal his ability to produce offspring here on earth, then that means that there are creations of spirits that exist within the entire plane of the universe. So Jesus is the first person to tell us that we are not alone in the world. (laughs) We are not alone in the world. That there are other planes of existence which men, human beings, are not privy to and that was because of the fall. When Jesus came and he took Peter, James, and John up to the Mount Transfiguration, the Bible tells us that he began to transfigure. And all of a sudden, they saw they saw Moses and Elijah. Moses died. Elijah did not die, but they appeared in the same plane with Jesus. What is the significance of that? Because Moses hails from the realm of the dead. Elijah did not die. And he traveled to that place where Jesus was. So Jesus had the ability to, to 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 bring to unify locations in the spirit to where he was. And he says, I am from above. I am from above. So we cannot believe in the existence of Jesus without believing in a multi-planetary, a multi-system universe. Because Jesus was not the child of a human being. He did not hail from the seed of a human being. He hail from the seed of deity. He said he was found with child of the Holy Ghost. He was the genetic offspring of the spirit of God. You know hearing me. Jesus was the genetic offspring and there's a reason why I'm telling you this. He was the genetic, the biological offspring of the Spirit of God. The Spirit of God was actively involved in the birth of Jesus Christ. That makes Jesus automatically by nature something more than a human being. What makes Jesus a human being is the body that he got from Mary. But his nature, his genealogy, his genes are not human. His genes are not human. The Bible tells us that he came, he came in the likeness. Maybe we should read it. Let's read it. Hallelujah. Let's read it. Hebrews. Hebrews chapter 2. Verse 10. For it was fitting for him, it was fitting for him, for whom whom are all things and by whom are all things, in bringing many sons to glory, to make the captain of their salvation perfect through suffering. For both he who sacrifices and those who are being sanctified are all of one. For which reason he is not ashamed to call them brethren. Verse 14. In as much then as the children, us, have partaken. <laughs> Ooh, my Lord. inasmuch much then as the children... Have partaken of flesh and blood. Let me leave that. Let me leave that. Because he's talking about something there. He himself likewise, right, shared in the same. He shared. In the same, in flesh and blood. Because the children have partaken of flesh and blood, he likewise shared in the same. So Mary did not give Jesus life. She gave Jesus a body. Philippians chapter 2. Philippians chapter two verse number verse number five Let this mind be in you in 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 which was also in Christ Jesus, who being in the form of God, (laughs) who being he, 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 he is in the form of God, right? Being in the form of God, did not consider Robert to be equal with God, but made himself of no reputation, taking the form of a bond servant and coming, and coming, hi, 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 and coming coming oh in the likeness of man Hi. now the fact that he came in the likeness of man means that he did not begin when he became a man. he came as a man but he did not he, he did not begin as a man. his existence his primal existence was not as a man because the scriptures tell us he is in the form of God and he came in the likeness of man he came he came he came he he in human terms he was born but he came he came in the likeness of man and being found in appearance as a man being found always is being found being found being found, being found. Being found in appearance as a man. So he had the schemas of man. He had the fashion of a man, but he was not a man. He was was the offspring, the child of the Holy Ghost. He was the child of the Holy Ghost. He was the biological offspring of the Holy Ghost. He looked like a human. He had the schemas of a human. But don't let that deceive you. The only reason why he came in the likeness of sinful flesh was because the children have partaken in flesh and blood. The children have partaken in flesh and blood and blood and the children had lost their way the children had lost their way and he he came so jesus existence predates his birth that jesus was and ease before he was ever born. He 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 was born, but he was before that birth. How else did he have knowledge of where he comes from? How else could he speak boldly about being in the father's bosom? So Jesus was a multi-planetary being. That his existence... His reality extends beyond the, the, the natural, physical regions of the universe. So he was an enigma to the, the plane of man. That's why every time he worked a miracle, every time he spoke, he shocked everybody. To the point that no man speak like this man. What manner of man is this that even the waves and the winds obey him? He came to teach man about the technology of the spirit. Now, here's here's what's here's what's amazing, here's what's great about 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 the arrival of Jesus is that his arrival was not only to show us where he comes from, but to, to, to bring us into that dimension so that we could do what he did by receiving his own nature. So he came as the seed of seeds. He came to seed his father's nature into humanity, so that humanity, like himself, can be interplanetary. Humanity can operate and exist within multi-dimensions. You see, you cannot believe in the existence of God without also equally believing in the existence of multiplanetary systems and life, and it's important. It's important because, For many years, for generations, humanity has been trying to escape this earth. It did not start with Elon Musk. It it, it didn't start with them. It didn't start with Blue Origin and Jeff Bezos. No, it started in Genesis chapter 11 when the Bible says, Let us build a tower that reaches up to the heavens. They wanted to contact Mascavino Skaprana. Because remember, after the flood, they lost contact with that uh, interplanetary system. They lost contact with those multidimensional beings. Remember, after the flood, God destroyed everything, bound up those angels, and reserved them in chains in the blackness of darkness. So, after the fact, that the flood took place they lost contact with multiplanetary beings and they wanted to revive that what that communication with those beings because it was those beings that taught them the mysteries of heaven gave them technologies that they were not yet privy to So they wanted to build a tower. Now what was that tower? That tower was a communication, a frequency, signaling, beaming, geolocation for those spirits to communicate once again with these beings. Can I ask you a question? When the Burj Khalifa was built, the tallest building in Dubai, did God come down to earth? Did God come down to earth? When the skyscrapers in New York City, the skyscrapers in Dubai, in South Arabia, that are being built now that, that, that trumps even the largest buildings on earth, the tallest buildings on earth, did God come to the earth? He didn't come to the earth. But when they began to build the tower that reaches up to the heavens, God came down. What was different about the tower that they were building and the towers that men are building today? The difference is that these towers may, that men are building today may just be for aesthetic or whatever it is, Right? But the the tower that they began to build in Babel, in the land of Shinar, that was actually a communication tower. It was was a transmitter to the beings outside this range. and it got the attention of God and God said the thing which they are building now says it will not be stopped. That means that there there were towers like this that existed pre-flood that men used to communicate and siphon extraterrestrial energies. And that's why the only person that could stop these beings and these offerings, offsprings of these beings was, was, was Noah. Noah, Noah. Noah was a petting, he, he was a symbol, he was a revelation. So fast forward many generations later, and here comes Jesus. And Jesus is the frequency center of the universe. He attracts devils. He attracts angels. Let's read Matthew chapter 4. You'll see it. You you, you, will see it. Everywhere he goes, the demons say, we know who you are. Everywhere he goes, he has no peace. The man has no peace. All of a sudden, human beings that, that, that don't know him, all of a sudden, a voice comes out. We know who you are. Jesus, Holy One of God. How does that human being know who he is? When Jesus arrives on the scene, all of a sudden we have revelation of the nature of spirits. We know about unclean spirits. We know about all kinds of different spirits that exist and have hidden themselves through the veil of the flesh of man and operate in 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 behind the scenes in manipulating the circumstances, controlling man to their own ends. And when Jesus comes, He unveils the agenda of these entities that have existed that men knew nothing about when jesus came he was a light detector my god he could detect everywhere devil is hidden self even for years the bible tells us about the woman who had an infirmity that woman the said, for 18 years she was oppressed by the devil and there come jesus with one word she exposed every single thing that devil has been doing for 18 years 18 years. That Jesus Christ, my brother, my sister, he showed us what reality is. Let me show you. Let me show you what I, say, what I just said to you. In Matthew chapter 4, and the Bible says, verse 11, the devil came in verse 1, verse 11 says, then the devil left him, and behold, angels came. Angels came and ministered to him. There was something in his nature that repelled demonic spirits and attracted angelic spirits. Jesus, an intrusion into the plane of man. And he used Mary's womb as a capsule. Hallelujah. He used Mary's womb, my God, as a transportation vehicle into this earth realm. He encased himself in a seed. He encased himself in a sperm to travel beyond the corridors of time. Came into the veil of the universe. Yes, traversed even through the fabric of the earth, landed into the womb of a woman. And and submitted himself to the processes of biological life. Yet, he predates and is the creator of everything that is biological. Jesus! Jesus! Humility beyond description. How does God, how does God submit himself to become a child, to become a toddler, to become a zygote, to become an embryo? My God, what humility is that? Jesus is an embryo. Jesus is an embryo. Feel John. Feel John with the Holy Ghost before he spake a word, before his body materialized ears or eyes. The Bible says when, 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 when Elizabeth heard the voice of Mary, the baby in Elizabeth kicked and John from his birth was filled with the Holy Ghost. And later years, John said that he is the baptizer in the Holy Ghost. He was not wrong because he was the first to be baptized by the Holy Ghost before Jesus. Before Jesus. Became a full human, I mean a fully fledged human being. So even if in his embryotic state, he was still a filler in the Holy Ghost. Oh my God. There is no one like Jesus. There is no one like Jesus. Lift up your hands and say, There's no one like Jesus. There's no one like Jesus. There is no one like Jesus. There is no one like Jesus. They, they can come, copycats can come. Are you listening to me? <laughs> People can come and impersonate him. He said, "Behold, in the last days, many works come and say they are the Christ." But there is a de- they, you can detect. There's a system you can use to detect whether this entity they said is a Christ is the Christ, because the Christ is not afraid to say, "I'm from above." Jesus was the only alien that never hid himself. He does not hide. Hallelujah. He's a revelation of creation. Hallelujah, my God. He's the unveiler of creation. Can I read you something? Can I read you something? Let's read, let's read Revelations. Revelations And this reveals the folly of man that man can believe in UFOs, man can believe in, in higher forms of intelligence, yet they can't believe in Jesus, the original, the G-O. Jesus is the G-O. And He He can cater for every part of creation. Hallelujah. 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 Glory to God. Revelations. Woo. Hallelujah. Woo. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. <laughs> Yay. Chapter, chapter 3, verse 14. Oh, my God. We bless you. And he was found with child of the Holy Ghost. Who is the Holy Spirit? Jesus said the Spirit proceeded from the Father. Do you understand that? He proceeds from the Father. The Spirit of God is God. Is God. is Is God. He is God. He is God. The Spirit of God is the is, is an uncreated being. Nobody created the Spirit of God. Yet the Christ is the Son of the Spirit. And can I tell you something? It is accepting the salvation. That comes through the sacrifice of Jesus Christ that makes us also biological offsprings of God. We have become his children by DNA. I want to read you this Luke chapter 3, verse 14. And to the angel of the church of the Laodiceans, these things says the Amen. (laughs) Go shut up, Do you get that? Do you get that? Do you get that? Do you get that? These things says the Amen. Jesus is the Amen. Jesus. Jesus. He says, he is the Amen. So when you say Amen, you are referring to Jesus. When you say Amen, Amen. You are referring to Jesus. It, it, it means the, the finality. The finality. When you say, amen, you are referring to God's faithfulness. You you, you are referring to to the stability of God. Let's continue reading. These things says the amen. (laughs) Hey. the truth of truth these things says the amen the faithful and true witness remember I told you about the, the this this statement here the faithful and true witness and then he says the beginning of the creation of God. the beginning the <laughs> now nah, you read it you, you read it you read it the beginning of the founder that, that's what he's trying to say there he's the chief founder of creation you know you know, there are men, they say there's the founder and CEO of such and such a company. That means he founded it, he started it. Jesus is the founder of creation. Jesus, he is the founder of creation and the CEO of the universe. Jesus founded what we know as creation. What does this mean? This means that Jesus Is the ancient of days Is the ancient being That created all things He He's the OG and sister There's no There's There's no OG There's no ancestral spirit that comes close to Jesus. He's the OG. He's the ancient of ancient. All other ancestors bow to him. It's something that Africans must know. It's something that that we must know, we must understand. He's the God of gods. You see, God is the only person that does not deny the existence of gods. God does not deny them. Because he gives himself a title as the God of gods. That means he acknowledges that there are other entities that call them gods, that call themselves God. And God acknowledges that yeah, yeah, they are gods. So never rona rona badimu. yeah, yeah, up. Ma the Bible says he is the god of gods. That means, in, in comparison to, to him, barimubawa, nothing. Now, imagine if you had this knowledge for the last 10 years of your life. What force is there that could conquer you, that could surmount you, that could defeat you? If, if you walked around the earth with this knowledge, How could you ever be defeated? How could you ever be defeated? The Bible calls him the Lord of Lords. In Revelations, he says he's the ruler over the kings of the earth. Those who rule the earth, Jesus, Jesus is ruler over them. That means he's the ruler of, of spirit rulers he's the ruler of men rulers the dominion of Jesus is not limited geographically the dominion of Jesus extends towards the far corners every inch of the galaxy Jesus is Lord that means as many Planets, realms, dimensions, whatever you want to call it. Oh, says Jesus is Lord there. It's only earth that denies his rulership. It's only earth that, that denies who he is. Why? Because men have been deceived. Remember the Bible calls him the deceiver of the earth. The deceiver of the world and satan has deceived this world to believe that jesus christ is not ruler and lord over all but creation all creation just needs to do they need to see how satan behaves when he's around jesus my god i tell you he bows you see he did not bow before god in genesis but before jesus he bows when when he when he comes before jesus he bows All all humans need to see, they need to see these spirits bow to Jesus. And that's why the Bible tells us that every knee shall bow. It's not a futuristic thing. It's a command. It's a statement of the sovereignty of God that everything that exists must bow to the authority, the dominion, the lordship of Jesus Christ. He says of things in heaven, of things in earth. You see, human beings, let me tell you something. let me tell you something. let me tell you something. We are not the only ones that exist in the universe. This is something this is something that you need you, you, you need to firmly, firmly have as conviction you need to you need to can can, can I read you something can I read you something Romans chapter 8 Romans chapter 8 verse 19 for the earnest or persistent expectation of the creation. So there is is an embedded expectation in all of creation. He says eagerly waits, eagerly waits You see how the Bible stresses, it doesn't just say wait, it doesn't say expectation. It said the persistent expectation, the earnest expectation of the creation waits for the revealing, waits for the revealing or the manifestation of the sons of God. For the creation was subjected to futility, not willingly, but because of him who subjected it. Because the creation itself also will be delivered from the bondage of corruption. Eat an apple now, right? Eat an apple now, fresh apple. Eat it, not finish it, just put it outside and leave. When you come back after two hours, what would have happened to that apple? It would have iodized, right? It would have changed color, right? You'd find it dark, right? Take steel or anything and expose it to certain elements. After a while, it will rust correct? Leave grass unwatered and turn it after a while it will get burned. the creation is under the bondage of corruption. Your own body is part of the creation is under the bondage of corruption and he says when the sons of god come into manifestation he says creation will come into the liberty of the glorious sons of god in other words when the sons of god manifest anything that is that is that that is is related to them. He says, it will not suffer the bondage of corruption. That means you will eat an apple, go three days, come back, still find that apple as fresh as you left it. That means the only reason why things corrupt, rust, and wither, is because of the absence of the manifestations of the sons of God. Nothing in Jesus' presence... Rusts. that means Jesus could carry an apple for three years and it still be the same. It still retain the same freshness. He he was the son of God in manifestation. That's why when he came, he delivered man from the bondage of corruption. When he came, sicknesses left man, devils left man, diseases left man. The elements submitted to him. Everything that was out of alignment came into alignment in the presence of Jesus Christ. Why? Because in comparison to Jesus earth and this dimension of man is low form and is the easiest thing to deal with so once you begin to conceptualize the reality and 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 identify with the reality of of god's existence In multiple frames in multiple systems your whole life begins to shift because you realize that the name of Jesus is not only just powerful to to bring things in subjection on earth but it is it is powerful enough to bring the entire universe on earth what is your problem What is your sickness? What is your disease? What is your limitation? What is seen when, in comparison to what the name of Jesus could do in every realm of the existence of civilization? What can it not do in your body? What can it not do in your house? What can it not do in your life? What cannot Jesus do? What Can he not do absolutely nothing? If he can arrange the universe, if he can arrange the stars in the skies, if he can arrange my God, the heaven of heavens, nothing in my life is too difficult for him. When when Sarah laughed, That God said she will have a child. She laughed. And God asked why did you laugh? And Sarah said I did not laugh. And God said is there anything too hard for the Lord? And I'm asking you this same question this morning, beloved. In light of what you heard about the person of Jesus Christ, is there anything too hard for the Lord? Can he not deliver you? If he himself delivered creation, can he not deliver you? A soul which he created, died for, and now he's glorified for. Shall he not much more deliver you? And the truth of the matter is, yes, he can. A thousand times he can. There is nothing too hard for God. There is nothing that God cannot do. But there is a catch and there is a mystery. Jesus functions better in your life when you believe in him. That's why he was so effective in casting out devils because devils believed in him. That's why he was so effective in silencing the winds and the waves. He was so effective in speaking to trees. He was so effective because he, he was believed on. Sickness believes in Jesus. Diseases believe in Jesus. They believe in the power of Jesus. The only only group of people that don't believe is these human beings. Everything else believes in Jesus. The rock believes that Jesus can speak to it and it can talk. The winds believe that Jesus can speak to them and they can be still. But when it comes to us, we don't believe that Jesus can do anything. We don't believe. You I talk to you now. Jesus can change your life. You're like, mm, amen. Mm, I don't know about that. But I'm going to Namajinshubegi Lemuin. Uso genselah and Chanwam Tembi. When I loyal to chesu on Zelan. Uchelo a ye me. That if you trust in him, if you believe in him enough, my God, there's nothing Jesus will not do for you. He he listen, he he left heaven, he left his throne, so that he can save you. In his foresight, he knew you would need salvation, and he came and he died. Even before you needed this thing called salvation, even before you were an iota, or in imagination, or an idea. Jesus said, I will come years ahead of time and deal with whatever debt of sin that this one will have when they are born. A man with so much foresight, so much foreknowledge, and omniscience. Don't you think, don't you think he can do much more for you? And if he's not doing much more for you, I'll tell you what your limitation is. You don't believe. You don't believe. You believe more in Iron Man. You believe more in Superman. You believe more in Hulk than you believe in Jesus. Jesus is the true Superman. If you want a hero, Jesus is the true hero. And let me tell you what you do. You go down on your knees. You say, God. Dear God, this Jesus you sent for me, I called to him. Jesus, no man has ever cried for his help. No man has ever called for his help and was disappointed. No man, no man, no man, we still have not realized how much we need him. But I will tell you one thing. You need him more than you realize. You need him more than you realize. He's outside creation. He he founded creation. Think about it. Think about it. For a second, just think about it for a second. That if what this man of God is saying is true, if if what this man is saying is true, that this Jesus, this is who he says he is, if what he's saying is true, then that means all my problems in life can be solved. Yep. Yep all all your problems all all but you need to meet him you need to meet him yeah you hear what they say he is who, who do you say he is who, who is he to you Who is he to you? If he's nobody, he'll be nobody. But let me tell you something. If he is everything to you, if he's everything to you, then there's no good thing in this life. There's no good thing in this world that you will ever lack. Look at the birds of the air, they neither toil nor reap, Yet your heavenly father feeds them. The birds have no nine to five. Are you listening to me? The birds have no nine to five. No bird. How they, they 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 have no contractual obligation to any boss. Yet every day of their existence, they are guaranteed a meal. They are guaranteed shelter. They live in your yards. They hide and build their houses under your roof. My God, they didn't build it. They didn't pay so much money to build it. Yet every night they are sheltered from the rain. You never see birds flying in the rain, do you? When a storm is out, you don't see a bird in the sky. Say, I'm homeless. I'm homeless. They are somewhere safe, somewhere sheltered. Yet it is your father that shelters them. It is your father that feeds them. The Bible says the young lion may hunger. The young line may go days without food. He said, but they that trust in the Lord. Usu trehile bo pilong. What little nit. Usu tehili. Usu trehili. Urizami is a me leading a god le a me lay or is a meal is also boomer show still in no such a Honey Yeah, honey will pass Linos as a mara in the morning. What pass heck I broke. What's wrong with you? Hangatosa, hangatosa Listen, listen. All you need, all you want is available. Is available. Everything you need Everything you want is available. Matthew Matthew chapter 6 Matthew chapter 6 Verse seven. Hallelujah. You know this scripture. I was, I was driving. I think it was on Friday I was in my car And I was driving And I was just thinking I was just thinking In my mind You know Things that I need to do Things that I need And I was just thinking <clears throat> And I was I was asking myself oh, I'm gonna do this Cause I'm gonna need You know Money for this I'm gonna need this To do this I'm gonna need And I was just Thinking, (laughs) and then this scripture just came to me, and the impact it has had on my life since then. Because I realized what I was doing wrong. I was I was thinking out, you know, musing out what I needed to do, what I needed to get, what I was thinking about all those things, right. And in my thinking, there was no guarantee that I'd have these things. Because I was thinking, this, this and you, you know, in thinking and doing all those planning and all the, there was no guarantee, there was no assurance that I was going to have or get these things or get to do these things. And then this scripture came and then I, I saw my fault. And I, I saw... My fault and our fault. In how we live this life. Let's read it. He says. Ask. Ask. And it will be given to you. Hmm. Ask. And it will be given to you. Ask. And it will be given. To ask. And it will be given to you, Mm. Did he say think and it will be given to you? Did he say worry and it will be given to you? Did he say be anxious and it will be given to you? Did he say be concerned, be fretting and it will be given to you? He said ask. So instead of asking I was just Thinking through. This, this is something I needed. Things I needed to do. Things I needed. And instead of asking. I was thinking. Expecting that. Be, because God sees what's going on through my mind. He'll be like. Oh arama My little boy. My little boy. My little boy. Let me Let me pass some grace to him. My little boy. No. He says ask. The only thing that guarantees that I will receive is that I ask. Ask, and it will be given to you. Seek, and you will find. Question is, have you sought it? (laughs) See, the only people who find money are those who are looking for it. You don't if you want if you want to find a job, you must seek it. If you want to find peace, you must seek it. You don't find what you don't seek. So the only thing that guarantees that you reach the other side of finding is the seeking. So, the only thing that guarantees that you receive is asking. He says, Knock and it will be opened to you. Knock and it will be opened to you. Verse 8 For everyone who asks receives. Hey, 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 hey. Everyone who asks receives he who seeks finds and him who knocks, it will be open. Huh? Everyone who asks, everyone who asks, that means the law, the law of receiving is asking. The law of finding is seeking. The law... If if doors are closed in your life it means you have not knocked. <laughs> if everything in your life is closed you have not knocked. Because he says everyone who knocks he says it is open for him. So you 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 need to start knocking. Ha- hallelujah. Are you listening to me? You, you need to start knocking. He's telling you that the one who knocks, it, it's not a matter of if. It's a matter of when. He didn't say knock three times. <laughs> he didn't say knock five times. He said knock until it is open. That is the law of persistency. Glory to God. That the man who keeps on knocking. Let me read you in the Amplified. Let me read it in the Amplified. My God, listen to this in the Amplified. Hallelujah. Keep on asking and it will be given you keep on asking keep on asking that means that means you 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 will not receive it will not be given you until you ask i did not realize that what i was doing was wrong I was thinking about what needs to be done instead of asking, instead of seeking, instead of knocking. Because the only guarantee that I can have, that I will receive will only come after the fact that I have what? I have kept on asking. And here's the thing, he's not saying, ask God. Jesus Jesus, didn't say, ask God and he will give, no. He he's revealing a law that exists in the universe that you can have everything you want if you do these three things if you seek you will find if you knock it will be open. if you ask it will be given to you I want to show you I want to show you Luke I want to show you I want to show you this same thing but in 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 Luke praise the lord In Luke Chapter, I think it's Luke Chapter eleven. In Luke Chapter eleven, verse five, and he said to them, Which of you shall have a friend? And go to him at midnight and say to him, Friend, lend me three loaves. For a friend of mine has come to me on his journey and have nothing to set before him. And he will answer from within and say, Do not trouble me. The door is now shut. Now my friend and my children are with me in the bed. I cannot rise to give you. Then Jesus said, I say to you, Though he will not rise and give to him because he is his friend that means okay let let me finish reading, yet, because of his persistence, he will rise and give him as many as he needs he says he says that your friend your your friendship is not enough for your friend to rise from his bed and give you three loaves of bread at midnight, but he says your persistency is enough, that is to say. That is to say, irrespective of whether or not God is your friend, is your father, is your provider, he says, on the merit of persistency, he will give you, even if he feels like not. If you're a parent, if you're a parent, you know this, right? A child, your child comes to you and asks you for something and you say no. No. They go away a few minutes. They come back. And then they come and ask for that very same thing. And you say no. And then they go again. Maybe wait an hour or something. Because they think maybe time will ease you or change your mind. They come back again. And you say no. And then... That powerful weapon comes out. Especially if you're in public. Why is it like you're in public? I this. I want this. I want this. You're like, yeah, 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 take it. But they got it. Did they get it because you were their parent? <laughs> no. They got it because they were persistent in what they wanted. When? When? We say, see, here, how go one company? But no, we can't take you. Life is tough. <laughs> You're weak. You're weak. You are weak. You are weak. What America, what America? What have you applied? I have applied. How many? Three. Oh, my God. Oh, you're, you're not knocking. You're not seeking. Because he says, it is impossible. That's what the law says. It is impossible for you to seek and not find. So, when you're not seeking. You can't get business... Uh, 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 funding or you can't get you can't you, know, you can't secure business deals you're not knocking. Imagine if you took this principle into business you cannot be denied. Imagine you took this business into your career you cannot be denied. Your attitude will be if, if they don't open the door must be knocked down. the door must be knocked imagine if you had that kind of attitude toward life that resilient spirit that persistent spirit you would not be where you are today in life You, you would not be where you are today in life because if you seek you will find there are people who don't have their qualifications for what they are doing, and they are working at some heavy, heavy places. They are managing some heavy, heavy money. Yet they don't have the qualification. You, you send out your CVs to just three companies. You are like people are not hiring. How oh, tough? Economy is rough. It's rough. What will I do? It's rough. Bus- my business can is rough. You are lazy. The thing is, you are lazy. You you have not the spirit of Jesus. (laughs) Because the spirit of Jesus does not take no for an answer. The spirit of Jesus does not take no for an answer. It gets the job done. It meets the requirements, it meets, yes, 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 it does. Everyone who knocks, it will be open. Have you knocked? Have you knocked? And nothing is opening up. Have you knocked? I can't find. Have, have, have you sought? Yeah, I have. Listen, he said, keep on seeking. So when this one doesn't reply, when this one doesn't rep- you keep on seeking. Because the law says it will be open. You will find. You, it will be given to you. That is the law. That is the law. And all laws are respected. It's you that don't respect laws. That's why you don't reap the benefits of those laws. Means you can get anything from anybody, from anywhere in this world. If you keep on knocking, if you keep on seeking, if you keep on asking. Jesus, Jesus Christ has open up for us a new and living way. And the more we handle his revelation, the more we will take advantage of the opportunities that exist for us by virtue of our association with Jesus Christ. But you, you need, you need to Adopt the spirit of Jesus. The mind of Jesus. It's not enough to have him in your life. You've got to adopt his minorisms. His mindset. And you knock until it is opened. You seek until. If you have that spirit. I tell you. You, you would live the kind of life you want to live today. You've not been working for three years, two years. Why? 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 No, why? Why? There's only one answer. You have not sought. You have not asked. You have not asked. You you have not asked. You have not knocked. And then you say, Oh, Mudim, Mudimun Shile, wait. Mudim, Mudimun Shile. How Shia. How Shia. He's just a lay lapper. I don't know the You just a lay lopper. Change your story. You have Jesus. Say I have Jesus. I have Jesus in my life. Every door must open. Every door must open. Say I find opportunities. I receive. I have Jesus in my life. That's why you broke. Got no money. Your bank account is so. Lins will withdraw. It's like a stress. Why? You don't ask. You don't seek. You don't knock. You don't ask. You don't seek. You don't knock. For everyone, everyone who asks, it will be given to him. Everyone who seeks will find. Everyone who knocks, it will be opened for him. Including you. Including you. If you ask, if you seek, if you knock, you will get into places you want to you will find what you want you will receive what you ask for jesus 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 is the answer let's lift up our hands and bless him and thank him hallelujah thank you father for the person of Jesus Christ. In lega no farelo, sagadira calesorie ne mandi le scarando de rocora mange gredi varadan kia sola, shamale chiaro sendelebrade giva hailo, o de menama de vede no coma naiza Samidore metikeina kora madia da varia to zakila. kavariado la barakatia. Shama legere le sade legure bedialakare vedi. vidi ru sabali sakata kar Oh thank you, blessed Lord. Thank you, dear Lord. Woo, glory to